today, my name is Dr. Uluwai Misi Adepojuawodeli. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Excellence Mentorship Program. Uh, like I said earlier, we're going to be having two other facilitators, Coach Chiamaka and Coach Chirima. And um, to kickstart the program, I'll be talking to you about your identity. I'm sure that as you began to grab, as you began to realize yourself, you began to ask a pertinent question, who am I? And until a person can, you know, sufficiently or adequately give a brief summary of who they are, it will be difficult for them to advance in life. I mean, when I mean advance, does not mean that, oh, they are not living, they are not getting paid, they are not doing things that others are doing but my advancement in this in 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 this context simply means that advancing in terms of purpose in terms of all the gifts that god has invested in your life and then you even though you may be earning millions and trillions and you know getting all the accolades awards here and there you still feel that loophole you still feel that lapse you still feel that that emptiness inside of you that is signifying and that is giving you a signal that you have not yet begin to even achieve what God has destined for you to achieve. The very first thing that I would like to tell you about your identity and the very first thing that you you, you need to know about your identity is that identity is who you are, your core values, who you are, what forms your ideas, your perception about things. And then people will be able to say, oh, this person is, is a disciplined person. This person is a, a, a caring person. This person is a go-getter. This person, oh, this person can be lackadaisical at times, but or, but can, you know, when, when encouraged, can be um, purposeful. Let's go back to the Bible. Genesis 1 verse 26 to 27. You know, there and then God said, let's come, you know, let us make man in our own image. So the first thing you need to know about yourself is that you were created in the image of God. I'm not saying that, yes, of course, we have different faces. We have different skin color. We have different elements, you know, we have different ways of speaking. We come from different continents in the world. But I want to tell you that we are all created in the image of God. And the image of God is, the, you know, God is a spirit. That means that the spirit of God dwells on our inside. And then that means that since you have the spirit of God and you were created after the likeness of God, that means you are a God. You are a God. So, meaning that whatever God has placed on your inside, you should act, you should perform maximally as a God. You know, when somebody is a God or when something is a God, meaning that he has superficial powers. And that means that on every, on every assignment that you have been assigned to, you know that you need to perform excellently. And that's why if somebody asks me, oh, yeah, so why did you name your outfit Pursuit of Excellence? It means that God is a God of excellence. And in pursuit of excellence, means that you will strive to be the best at all times. Meaning that you would, there is no bad to be said because there is no arrival in God. There is no bad to be said because there is no arrival in God. You keep on going and going and going. Purpose is a journey. Your identity is therefore stemmed, first of all, from God, your maker, as his image. 
secondly another um agent of of socialization that would actually form your identity is your family like it or not yes we don't get to choose our family but our family forms a larger percentage of who we are for example when you come from an Igbo family you speak Igbo when you come from a Yoruba family you speak Yoruba when you come from an Aosa Fulani you speak either Aosa or Fulani or, or whatever local dialect that they speak and then they have mannerisms for example I as a Yoruba lady we will need down to greet you or greet my parents early in the morning and they will bless me as I rise up but a, an Igbo boy can just say mommy good morning ma while standing and it still shows respect without kneeling down and so you see that your identity one way or the other has formed who you are you see some people they can greet you 100 times don't blame them you know this part the western part of nigeria would always ensure that you greet every single person that you meet on the street and that's what they term as respect and that's what they see as respect that's what they perceive as respect so your identity is who you actually are stemming from your family you know when you came into your family you you came tabula rasa nothing in your brain oh you were looking also bubbly so cute in your you know in your lovely baby dress but your family will begin to speak a language you begin to pick it and when they say come in your local dialect you know that it means for you to come when they say sit down you know that oh it's time to sit down or stay quietly and that's your identity you begin to say, oh, oh, this is how to behave. Oh, this is how to behave to your when you are with your elders. Or I remember when we were growing up, immediately we are, our parents received visitors. You know, we we're giving signals and we had to disappear from the room immediately. That's our identity. And like it or not, we have grown to we have grown to to imbibe this thing consciously or unconsciously. I remember that. You know, even as an adult, when I when I see people in my home and maybe my husband is having a visitor or so, I, I kind of like excuse myself from them until I'm called to join the discussion. And I say, babe, you're supposed to be part of this discussion. Oh, you didn't invite me. And, you know, it sounded weird, but later I came to say, yes, you know, that identity, that trait was formed from, you know, you growing up and you being excused for major conversations. Another agent of socialization that will, uh, that forms your identity is your religious affinity, like it or not. Your religion forms who you are to a larger extent. If you're a Christian, and you're, you early in the morning, you have your morning devotions. Tuesdays, you go for Bible studies. Thursdays, you go for prayer meetings. Sundays, you go for church service. In the evening, Thursday, Sunday evenings, you have house fellowships. You grow up in that manner and it becomes a part of you. Yes, later on you might change your, um, your, your, your denomination, but it still becomes a part of you. You find yourself waking up at that particular time to pray. You find yourself wanting to join programs, either online or on-site. It becomes who you are. It becomes who you are. Especially if, if, if especially Christians, you see that as a Christian, you see that all those things that you fought as a child or you disliked, you find yourself doing it. Even you find yourself struggling to do it. I remember when we were kids, my mom would literally drag us from the bed to come for morning devotion. Oh my God, it was tiring. 
it was painful. We said some many mean words to our moms and dads under our breath. But right now, you and I know that we are struggling to have a money devotion because of how busy life has become. And you are saying you are setting alarm to wake you up by 5 o'clock to pray. To pray. And then you remember the good old days when all they had to do was pour you cold water on your face. Or, or pinch you. Or use wrapper to wipe your back. To wake up for money devotion. It becomes a part of you. You see it as important. You see it as, as an integral part of you. And it forms who you are, whether you like it or not. Do you know that negatively, if you have witnessed your father abusing your mother, it becomes a part of you, consciously or unconsciously. Do you know you can be saying, I can never beat my wife. I can never abuse my wife. I can never be irresponsible to my children. But do you know what? If you do not take adequate steps to break those habits if you are not intentional about breaking those inherent habits that you picked from your environment that you picked from your family or your religion unconsciously you find yourself doing that you begin to ask yourself where did this come from where did this toxic behavior come from you know somebody once said you cannot become what you never beheld you wanted to you want to be a good father your father was never a good father you want to be a good wife your mother was never a good wife you want to be, you want you want to be a romantic husband for example your father was never romantic you want to be hardworking your father slept in all day you never beheld hard work you never beheld responsibility and you find yourself procrastinating you find yourself becoming lazy at every given point in time. you find yourself becoming lackadaisical my dear your identity has been formed from your family or your religion and it's now time for you to say oh i need to be intentional about my identity now that i have realized myself oh this can never be a part of my identity i will not be lazy i will not be toxic i will not be, be i will not procrastinate i will not give excuses i would not i would not be given to perversiveness no, I, I do not belong to a perverse generation. So the last thing that I would like to discuss in this um, podcast is your values. Your identity is also your values. That the society, one way or the other, or your, 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 your school, your academic institution has instilled in you. For example, I went to a Christian university and we, we took courses that were religious based we went to church regularly we you know we were composed and it really 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 has affected me positively and somebody said oh you are composed <laughs> you will not be composed <laughs> from the school that i came from you you they will suspend you you'll be you'll be expelled you need to be composed you know how to talk to people you know how to 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 relate with other people. You cannot fight. You cannot afford to fight in the hostel. You'll be sent home. Imagine paying such a huge amount of money and then you are sent home because you fought. Is it not village people that is following you? So your values can be imbibed in you by your friends. You see that friend smoking shisha and you and she's feeling good or he's feeling good and you say, oh, I can try this. I can I can do better. Or you see that your family that loves reading. Oh, thank God that Coach Chiamaka is on this mentorship program. She was the one that helped me to build my reading culture. She was always reading. Like, no cap, always reading. We went to secondary school together. She was always reading. 
And one day she called me, you play too much, how are you going to pass your exams? Every break time, I must go and play 10-10 or do catcher. But, you know, when she, she started in my school, my junior secondary school, and then I started to sit with her, and we will read and read and read myself, herself, and Shola Kinwale, we will read and read and read. We would study, we would, and after that, even during you know you know the time exams are over and everywhere is just free and you're just playing she'll bring novels different novels we will read 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 i'll be like and before you knew it i caught the reading bug i became a reader today i'm an author do you see do you see so your family your friends your society can form your values what are your values this is your take-home assignment. I want you to begin to think about your values. Who are you? Are you hardworking? Are you diligent? Are you charismatic? Are you intentional? Are you a leader? Are you a servant leader? Are you are you benevolent? Are you merciful? Are you caring? Are you kind? What are your values? Are your values determination, hard work, you know, persistent consistency? Those are the things. I want you to write down seven things that defines you. And then I would ask you when we meet in the hub. But I want you to begin to think, what are the things that I need to remove from myself? What are the things that I need to separate from myself that I don't need, that I don't want it to become my identity? What are these identities that that is negating the will of God in my life? What are the things that is not allowing me to function fully as a child of God? What are these things that I need to do away with? What are these things that I need to do away with? By listening to this voice note, I know that, or this podcast, I know that you'll be able to, you'll be able to separate the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then you'll be able to put in an extra effort of intentionality to be exactly who God has called you to be. Thank you so much. I hope that this um, podcast has helped you a lot, and I, I can't wait to read from you in the group comments and um i can't wait to see you become a better person till i come your way again my name is dr uluwa yemisi bye for now